0: Hello, good morning, this is Rick Pina. I'm bringing you today's word for March 29th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. Guess what? This is part 55 already. That means that's 11 solid weeks of teaching on the miracles of Jesus. And why are we doing this? Well, I believe that God wanted me to start this year with a series on the miracles of Jesus because he wants us to believe on another level. He wants us to open up our hearts to receive what he's already provided for our lives. God is a limitless God. Put in the chat, say God can do anything. God can do all things. God, God Put in the chat, God is a God of no limits. So he's a God of no limits. There's no limits in him, but he's expecting us to believe in a God of no limits. He's expecting us to expand our capacity to believe God. So as I've been teaching you on the miracles, miracle after miracle after miracle, my desire is that your faith is just leaping and opening and expanding and increasing. So you can see yourself the way that God sees you. You can believe what God believes about you. You can believe in a God who could do anything. If he could cause the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise, that he can manifest his life in your situation this morning, no matter what you are facing. God can do all things. Put that in the chat. God is limitless and he can do all things. I'm talking no limits, no boundaries in God. So this is Miracles of Jesus part 55. I'm still talking about the net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. And the title of today's message is God is my source. Say God is my source. And you got to believe that. Open up your heart to get ready to receive. Amen. Praise God. So we're believing in a God who can do all things. Before we get into the miracle this morning, Uh, I want to deal with um, our scripture that we've been looking at all year, Psalms 126 and verse four. This is a scripture that God declared over our church and I'm releasing it over you. Now, Lord, watch this, watch this. I'm talking about no limits, no boundaries. I see increase all around me. Now, Lord, do it again. There was a time in your life where maybe you believe God on this level and then life happened and things happen and things get challenging and tough and maybe you just walk with God is not the same as it used to be. Your your prayer time is not the same as it used to be, but in this season, God is going to to do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. I'm talking about no, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. Whatever area of my life went dry in the past few years in this season, God is going to do it again. God is going to refresh us, restore us, revive us, say amen to that. So we've been looking at Luke chapter five, verses one through 11, Uh, the net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. Today, I'm going to add to it 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, and I'm going to add to it John chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. If you don't love the Word of God, you should be watching today's Word. Today's Word is for the people that love the Word of God, and I love the Word of God, and we get into it every day. Y'all ready? All right, so here we go. Luke chapter 5, we've been looking at this for a few days. Uh, let me give you a quick recap again. So in Luke chapter 5, Simon, the fisherman, had been working all night long. He was working all night long doing night fishing, and he had nothing to show for it. He had put in a whole shift fishing, and his yielded net return was zero. Say zero. (laughs) It yielded zero. All of his human effort, human power, human strength, the sweat of his brow, it yielded zero in the morning. He's cleaning his nets. He's getting it ready. He's about to go home. He's about to go to sleep. And there's this preacher man that comes with a whole crowd of people. And the preacher man asked the fisherman, hey, can I use you for for a few minutes? (laughs) Uh, You know, or can I use you? That's your time. Can you position me in the water so I could preach to these people? That's your talent. And then, of course, you got to use the resources from your fishing business, so that's your treasure. And so the fisherman sowed his time, his talent, his treasure into Jesus's ministry. As a result, Jesus wanted the Lord of the harvest to provide a harvest on this seed that was sown. And Jesus tells the fisherman, hey, go out into the deep, let down your nets, plural, for a catch. And, but, the the you know, I already taught, taught you all of this. The fisherman was like, like, hey, listen, listen, you're the preacher, man. I'm the fisher, man. You know about preaching. I know about fishing. It's, I, th- that's not how it works. It's not a good time to fish. I already worked all night. I toiled all night. I got zero return. Nevertheless, at your word, let me go do it. But he didn't do it all the way. He only took one net, and, and, and some people say he took the one that was kind of the old net, right? And so because when he threw it in there, the fish supernaturally started jumping into the net, and then the net began to break, and the boat began to sink to the point where he had to call for his partners, and they came, and their boats were sinking, and he brought in this haul, this load. It was a net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. In Second, in Second Kings chapter 4, this is something I have not been talking about, so let me take my time for a minute on this. In 2 Kings chapter 4, there was a woman whose husband was serving the prophet Elisha, but her husband died. And when her husband died, he left her in debt. And so now she is like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do because the debtors are coming. And so the debtors were coming. And if the woman didn't have the money, watch this. This is not like today. This is no, there's no chapter 11. There's none of that stuff. If the woman didn't have the money, she had two boys. And the debtors were going to come and they were going to take her two boys and make them slaves. The devil is a lie. Right. So now she's like, oh, my God. So she goes to the prophet. She goes to the man of God and she says, hey, man of God, I know. Listen, my husband served you. He served you faithfully and you know his boys. Right. (laughs) And so my boys. Oh, my God, I love my boys. And and so so he left us in debt and the debtors are coming and I don't have the money. And so so I I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And he says, okay well, what do you have? God, listen, put it in the chat. God will always work with what you have. Come on now. God will always work with what you have. Remember when he fed the 5,000? Where was the need? In the crowd. Where was the seed? In the crowd. God will always work with what you have. What do they have? They got two fish, five loaves. Give me that. I'll work with that. The other time feeding the 4,000. What do they have? They have seven, uh, seven loaves of bread. I'll work with that. God will always work. With what you have. And so, so she, he was like, okay, what do you have? And she said, I, I don't know. I don't have nothing. He said, you got to have something. Give me something to work with. She said, well, I have this little, I have one jar of oil. I, I don't know if you can do something with that. He said, oh, I could do something with that. He said, yeah, what do you got? Said, I have one jar of oil. I said, okay, let's work with that. So the prophet said, okay, this is what we going to do. You're going to take that jar of oil. Come on now. You're going to take this jar of oil and and, and God is going to multiply the oil. Your husband was a servant. Your husband served God. Your husband served me faithfully. Your husband has seed in the ground. Come on. We're going to make a demand on God. God has the supply. We're going to make a demand. This is what we're going to do. I want you to find vessels to pour the oil into. And so, and, and, and she's like, okay. He said, get all the pots that you have. Okay, I got it. And then he said, go go get more pots, borrow pots. He says, do not borrow a few. Go to everybody's house, all your girlfriends, knock on their door, get all their pots out their house, bring it to your house. And so she goes out and she borrows all the pots that she can borrow and she, she takes it home and there's pots everywhere. And she lays out pots, her and her boys, and as far, everywhere you can look, there's a pot. And so she has one jar of oil and all of these pots, watch this. And so so she prepared, watch, she prepared for the supernatural. Put in the chat, say, I prepare for the supernatural. You got to prepare for the manifestation of God. You got to believe God and you have to prepare. You have to believe God and you have to act like God is going to do what he said is going to do. Come on. And so she she goes and she locks herself in the house and there's pots everywhere and it's just her and her boys. And so he says, okay, then the prophet said, now start to pour the oil. And so he takes, she takes one, one jar It starts to pour the oil and fills up that pot. And they go to another pot. Fills up that pot. And they go to another pot. Fills up that pot. And they go to another pot. Fills up that pot. And the Bible says that the oil kept flowing. While the pots kept coming, the oil kept flowing. Watch this. While the pots kept coming, the oil kept flowing. She was doing this by faith. While the oil kept flowing, the pots, I mean, while the pots kept coming, the oil kept flowing. And the supply did not stop until the demand stopped. When she ran out of pots, the jar ran out of oil. If she had more pots, she would have had more oil. Brother Pena, I thought you was talking about Simon and the Fisherman. Oh, yeah. If he had more nets, he would have had more fish. Jesus told him to throw nets out into the water. He only threw one. If he had thrown more nets, he would have got more fish. Listen, the the demand stopped, so the supply stopped. There's never a problem with God's supply. God is limitless. But God is looking for your demand. So the prophet told the woman, now that you have all of this oil, go sell the oil, return the pots to your neighbors, and she did. And with the money that she got, she paid off her debt. Watch this and her and her boys lived off the rest. Why? Because God is a God of provision. God is a God of overflow and abundance. God can do all things, but this me- this woman, she believed God for the supernatural and she planned for it and it manifested. In John chapter 6, I'm going through all of this because I got to get to my points. In John chapter 6, Jesus, going back to the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus uh, told Philip, hey, You go feed this crowd. And he said, well, where?" Philip is very analytical. Philip was a math man. He was like, well, I don't know. I mean, where are we going to get all this food to buy this stuff? He says, watch this. Eight months wages could not buy enough bread for everybody in this crowd to get just one bite. First of all, God is not interested in you just getting one bite. When he fed the the 5,000 with the two fish and five loaves, and that was just men, not counting women and children, everybody ate until they were full, not just one bite. But anyway, when he did the math, he did the math trying to figure it out. He was saying, how much work? He said, how much work would it take to finance this need? And he said, okay, well, uh, it would take eight months' work. Wages, eight months wages to buy enough bread for everybody to get one bite. What he was trying to calculate in eight months of work, Jesus was saying, I just need eight seconds of faith. I don't need eight months of work. I'm talking about eight seconds of faith. God is looking for your faith. Put in the chat, God is looking for my faith. So I said all of that. Now I set up now the teaching. Now I can start teaching. Y'all ready? I have, what does this mean for you today? I have four things to share with you in this morning. I had to get through all of that. Man, it's going to be good. I, I, this is going to be good. You ready? Four things. Number one, here we go. God wants you to see him as your source. And he also expects you to factor in the supernatural. Put in the chat, I factor in the supernatural. God is looking for my faith when it comes to my provision. God wants me to fact, when I'm doing the math and I'm putting a spreadsheet and I'm calculating all of this stuff, God wants me to have a line that says, but God. <laughs> God wants me to have a line that says, okay, this is how it adds up. But let me add this line right here. What's that line? But God, come on, God can do anything. Let me make sure I factor God in. Like like this is naturally speaking, I'm doing the math. This is how it adds up in the world, but I have to slide this line in. What's that line? My God, my God can do all that. Now this is what the numbers look like, but if God breathes on it, come on now, there's no telling what God might do. I have to factor in the supernatural. Say, but God, do you believe that God is your source? Are you like, for real, for real, for real, are you believing that God is your source? Do you believe that, that, that God is a supernatural God? He can do all things and he can do things in your life that are beyond human effort, that are beyond your paycheck, that are, that are beyond what you can do. In other words, do you have supernatural expectations? Especially now, watch this, especially now. When all of these experts are saying a recession is coming, a recession is coming, a recession is coming. Listen, if you don't believe that God is your source and and, and these things and the world's economy keep changing, like... The, the world can't be your source. Say God is my source. You have to believe, even in, in in dire situations financially, the world can go through all kinds of stuff, but when God is your source, you're not moved by it because God, you're not, your expectation is not coming from the banks and your expectation does not come from the government. Your expectation is coming from God. And so, so when you believe that God is your source and you're factoring in the supernatural, yes, this applies to life-threatening diseases, but it also applies to provision, say, God is my source. All right. Number two, God has the supply, but do you have the faith-based demand? Put this in the chat. Say, I have a faith-based demand. You have to have a faith-based demand because God's supply is grace-based and it's your faith that has to tap into God's grace. Let me teach for a minute. The issue is never With God's supply. God is always more than enough. Say this, say God is more than enough. Put it in the chat. God is always more than enough. So the issue is not with God. The issue is not with God's supply. The issue is always with our demand. Say this, say it out loud. My faith puts a demand on God's grace. Every day I'm releasing my faith, I'm believing God, I'm putting a demand on God's grace. My faith puts a demand. On God's grace. If we don't have a demand, we may fail to access God's limitless supply. Like there are people where you could be in a place where the power of God is moving, and some people get blessed, some people don't. Why? Because the people that didn't, there was no faith. They were not pulling on the anointing, they were not pulling on the grace, they were not releasing their faith. If you don't have any demand, you may miss out on the supply. So when God is moving, the supply does not. Stop until the demand stops. I've been places where the power of God is moving, sweeping through the room. People are coming to the altar. People are being healed, delivered, set free. Diseases are, are being lifted. Uh, you know, I'm talking about body parts. I mean, just supernaturally, all of that stuff. And people are pulling on the anointing. People are pulling down. People are making a demand. And when the demand stops, the anointing lifts. <laughs> the demand stops. This is all over. You go into that same room an hour later, and and there's no anointing. Why? Because there's no demand. And so when you when you come in, you come into church especially, and you have a, a body of believers that are collectively unified under the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. And we are all believing God and we're all making a demand on God. And we're all pulling down. I love preaching in those environments. Sometimes I come out to preach, and my God, I woo, this is so easy. Why? Because the people are pulling, the people have an expectation. The people are they have a demand. And the and where the demand is pulling on the supply. Come on, man. God loves it. God is like, I have the supply. I'm looking for the demand. And so when I'm preaching in a place where the demand is there, the supply is just flowing. But I can't stand to go somewhere where I'm trying to preach and nobody's believing God for nothing. If there's no demand, there will be no supply. God is not going to waste his grace. And so so listen, you got to pull down. Say I pull down. Say, say my faith is there. Say I'm making a demand. Say amen to that. You are only limited by your capacity to believe God. The woman, she... Had pots everywhere. But when the demand stopped, the oil stopped. Simon Peter, he only had one net. He threw it out there. Well, if he had more nets, there would have been more fish. Where the demand stopped, the supply stops. Come on. You gotta you gotta expand your demand. Say it right now. I'm expanding my demand. I'm gonna increase my capacity to believe God. I'm gonna believe God on another level in 2023. The reason why God wanted me to teach on the miracles to start off the year is because he wants you to believe him. He wants you to expand your capacity. He wants you to have a demand on a daily basis. What are you believing God? I'm talking about actively believing God for. You gotta have some things that you are actively believing God for where you are believing that he's a God of no limits, that you are expanding your capacity to believe God, that you're laying out things before God, that you have an expectation of manifestation. Put this in the chat. I have an expectation that you are living your life with an expectation that God will do what he said he would do, and it can happen at any time. Say amen to that. Number three, faith prepares for the outpouring of God's grace. Say, my faith prepares. Put in the chat, say, I am preparing. Listen, my faith has to prepare for the outpouring of God's grace. Let me explain what I mean. When you plan for the supernatural, You start making preparations for it. You start making preparations for God to do what you believe that God is going to do in your life. When you start making preparations, like, you know what? It's only a matter of time. God God has told you some stuff. God has revealed some things to you, and you're believing God for it. And he's preparing you for what he already prepared for you. And as he's preparing you, you're preparing for it. I'm getting things in place. I'm organizing. I'm getting my nets ready. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen. and, And if he tells me nets... I'm throw, gonna throw it out. He told the woman, "Get pots and do not borrow a few." And so, so no, I'm preparing. And so, you gotta prepare. And so, you you. You may not know how God is going to do it. You may not know when God is going to do it, but all you know is that you're preparing and you're preparing beforehand because you believe that God is going to do what he said he was going to do in your life. You say to your, your, your spouse, babe, I don't even know how God is going to do it, but this is going to be good. Can you imagine? Yes, I can imagine. I can see it. Oh my God. God, this is going to be great. Why? Because God has given you something. Watch this. Now you say you're believing God for it. You say you're believing God for it, but the proof in what you believe is in your preparation. The preparation is your proof. If you're not preparing for it, let's say that God told you, "Hey, this is the year where you're going to launch this business. This is the year where you're going to get." Okay, fine. So, what do you need? Are you getting ready? Are you preparing? Have you have you filed anything? Do you know where you need to get incorporated? Do you know where you're going to have your bank account? Do you know where you know? Do you know? Do you have a, a business plan? Do you have anything? Right? No, no. Your proof is in your preparation. I want to see your preparation. If you're not preparing, then you're not believing. If you're not preparing, then you're not ready. Come on, you got to be preparing. The woman said, "He said, don't." borrow a few, he said, go get as many pots. Like I mean, you got to believe God. Get all these pots. She was like getting pots. Oh my God, I don't even know what God's gonna do with all these pots. And so she was borrowing pots. And so he he only had one net. If he had more nets, I'm telling you, it would have been an even greater testimony. What God has called you to do is bigger than you. What God has called you to do is greater than you. And so what you want to do is you want to be in a position, but you have to prepare. Prepared blessings come to prepared. People, put that in the chat, say amen to that. Prepared blessings come to prepared people, and I am preparing, amen? All right, last point for today, number four. Man, I'm I'm teaching better than you saying amen. All right, last point for today. Your work alone is not enough. Your, your human work, your human ability, your human power, your human strength, the sweat of your brow, that's not enough. In John chapter six, once again, Jesus told Philip, "Hey, you go feed them." And he did the math, and he said, "Well, 8 months' wages wouldn't be enough to buy everybody just one bite to eat." He was trying to figure out how much human work it would take, human effort it would take to finance God's will. This is what I said earlier. What Philip said would take 8 months' worth of work was accomplished I'm with 8 sure was accomplished with 8 seconds of faith. Listen, it's not about how much work you can do. It's not about you working your way. Now, I'm not saying be lazy. Of course not. But what I'm saying is you can't just factor in you. You have to factor in God. If you had to earn, let me say it this way. If you had to earn all the money by human effort alone, without the grace of God, if you had to earn all the money just by you to pay for God's vision, then you would be too old by the time you raise all the money to do what God calls you to do. God calls you to do things that are bigger than you. God calls you to do things that exceed you. So God's provision is not just tied to your work. If it were, watch this, let me say it this way so maybe you can understand it. The reason why God doesn't want his provision in your life to be solely focused on you and your work, because if that were the case, then God would be limited to your paycheck. So the people that only see their paycheck as their source then for whatever god can do in their life he can only do whatever is tied to that paycheck or what he can only do whatever is tied to their human ability human power human strength because that's what they believe you remember it's not that that god can't do it but if you can't believe it then god can't do it in your life it's not that it's not possible it's just not possible for you because you don't believe so when when you know that God's provision is tied to my faith, not my paycheck. So now my faith is out here. I'm like, Lord, this is my paycheck, but that's just seed. That's not the harvest. And so, Lord, I I know you can do all things. And so I'm not limited to human power, human ability, human strength, and I'm not limited to whatever income is coming in. And, And never say this, never, never fix your lips to say, I live off of a fixed income. Who fixed your income? don't ever say that. <laughs> don't ever say that. Don't don't ever limit yourself that way. God, God is a God of no limits. Your, 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 income, your income, if, if anybody's going to fix it, it needs to be fixed by God. And so so you got to believe God. So when you're believing God, you're not limited by what you see coming in. You're, you're factoring in. There's a line, remember, in your budget, there's a line that says, but God. And so God can do whatever God can do. God is a limitless God. God has ways. God exceeded in, in Peter's fishing business. And one night, he gave him a net-breaking, boat sinking load of fish because he sowed a seed. The other woman, and one day, all of her debt was paid off and her and her sons, they lived off the rest. Listen, unfortunately, if you have the faith, God has the resources. But unfortunately, a lot of churches don't believe what what I'm teaching right now. Uh, Unfortunately, their churches, I know churches, even like, like for example, I'll use uh, uh, some churches that I know in the Dominican Republic. They come to me that they, our ministry goes to DR. We do different things and they have a heart to do things, but that people don't give, that people don't tithe. They don't teach people what to do with their resources and none of that. So they come and go like, Hey, we really need help. We would like to feed these people. We would like, and I was like, okay, well let's partner. Let's do it together. It's like You have the desire. We have the money. Let's make it happen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you know why? It's because they were not taught. And what I'm teaching you right now is God is looking for our faith. God is looking for our demand. He has the supply. Unfortunately, when, when you have a church that's not teaching biblical principles, that's not teaching what the word of God has to say about finances, which, oh, by the way, the word of God has more to say about money than it does about hell. Look it up. And so when you're not teaching people about God's projects, God's power that exceed human ability, human power, human strength, then, then you got churches out, out here. Watch this. Let me say it this way. You can't wash enough cars, fry enough fish, or sell enough chicken, or play enough bingo to fund God's vision. I hate to say it that way, but I got to be honest. There are churches out here doing fish fries, churches out here doing car washes, churches out here doing bingo in the basement of the church, trying to raise money. Come on now. That's not how you're going to fund God's vision. God is looking for your faith. God is looking for us to believe, man. God is looking for us. There's nothing God can't do supply is limitless, but he's looking for our demand. Our demand is faith. And so we are the just and we live by faith. God has everything by grace. He's looking for my faith. And so we have to have the faith to believe. If the vision came from God, the provision is already stored up. If the vision came from God, everything I need to accomplish what God called me to do is already provided. But God is looking for my faith. God is not asking you, let me close with this. God is not asking you to pay for it. God is asking you to believe for it. Say put that in the chat. God is not asking me to pay for it. God is asking me to believe for it. I have to have a demand. I'm not, I have to believe God. Say amen to that. Man, I said a lot today. This is a message you might need to listen to again. You need to get this down in your heart. Get this down in your spirit. Say it out loud. Put it in the chat. God is my source. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and declare this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. You are teaching me about miracles, and there are messages in each miracle. As I study the miracles, you are speaking to me about supernatural things and everything you want to do in my life. This year, I declare that I believe you and my heart is open as proof of my belief. I plan and I prepare for your manifestation. I do everything that I need to do to get ready for you to move. I don't want to be the one holding you back, God. So I plan, I prepare, I pray, and I position myself for the supernatural. And when I'm ready, I enter every day with great expectation, knowing that it can happen at any time. Your source is unlimited. So I am getting my faith to increase my demand. My demand pulls on your supply. Whatever you call me to do, you've already prepared for it. So I believe and I receive on earth what's already stored up for me in heaven. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. You need to meditate on this one today. Watch it again. Share it with your friends. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. All right, so get my notes. You get it for free. Listen, do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. I see a lot of comments. I'm going to go check those out. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media. Share it right now. Social media, Timeline, and friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God is my source. God bless you. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.